Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm AJ Hoog, author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Join my VIP program, commit to my VIP program. Lots of people joining now, I understand why. Wonderful, welcome to you all. I'll be doing a chat, a webinar, live, only for VIP members. It'll be voice, so we can actually, uh, VIP members will actually have a chance to speak if they want to. So it's a good time now. Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Commit, don't quit. You speak English fluently, powerfully, confidently, and effortlessly when you commit to my VIP program today at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. All right. A conversation today. So I thought I'd try something a little different if uh, you all like it. We'll do it more often. And I'm just going to have a chat with one of my friends. That's it. We're not, I, I don't even know any topics. We're just, uh, we haven't, there's no plan. <laughs> I just, uh, my friend Kenny, I, who I've mentioned before, he lives in Bali, Bali, Indonesia. He lives down there. And he's an old friend of mine, uh, wow, going back to my 20s. <laughs> okay. So, you know, over 20 years I've known Kenny. And, uh, I mentioned him recently when I did my show, was talking about living in my car, and I mentioned that I had a friend at the same time who was living in his truck, and he was camping and working at a nature center. That's Kenny. Kenny Peavy is his name. He now, so we're, he's from my hometown, Athens, Georgia, and that's what we're friends from Athens, Georgia. And uh, he he lives in Asia as well. He lives down, like I said, in Bali, Indonesia, and has he's been living in Southeast Asia for many years. He is a science teacher and an outdoor education teacher, ecology teacher, and maybe we'll chat about that. I don't know. We'll see. So anyway, I have no plan. We're just going to chat. I thought I'd give you a chance just to hear two native speakers talking to each other with just a, a normal conversation, no, nothing planned, no, no script, nothing. All right, so let me just give Kenny a call and we will jump in. I've got members only chat on right now. First, I'm just going to chat with Kenny for a while and then I'll, uh, we'll open up some questions if you want to ask Kenny something. Okay, here we go. Hey, Kenny, how's it going? Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can you see me? All right. Oh wait, no, you can't see me because my camera's covered. I can see you now. All right. Um, you got my video. I've got you. Excellent. Yep. All right. We're good. Cool. How's it going? Good. Very good. Um, seven o'clock here. Yeah. Yeah. You're only. Uh, you're actually behind us. For some reason, I always think you're ahead of us in time zone, but you're actually behind. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a good day. Um, I actually went to the office today, first time in a while. Oh, no, oh really? Back working? Yeah, I saw some people. It's good to see people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, we go about once a week. And, yeah, it really helps. Um, don't do it all the time now, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's nice to... I was just thinking today, it's nice to ride the motorbike and ride through the rice fields. There's one point on the island where I can see the very north volcano and then I can see the very south statue. So I can see like the whole length of the island. Oh, pretty, cool. Pretty cool. Uh, just one little magical point on this road that I kind of discovered on accident. So I was thinking, that's a cool little thing just to see, to appreciate. Yeah, you live in a great environment. I mean, you know, this tropical paradise, really. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. And, you know, people are still pretty down-to-earth, pretty friendly, a lot of farmers. People are harvesting rice. So it's just, it just makes you feel good to see that, to see the greenery and the rice fields and the volcano and the yeah, landscape. Yeah. 
Yes, so yeah, it was a good day, really good day. So it just made me happy to see all that and do all that because uh, I think like most people, I've been staying at home mostly. Get out, yeah. of, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once in a while to go to the market, and that's about it. So it's kind of a treat to ride the motorbike to work and see my colleagues at the office, but also see uh, just the beautiful landscape and the people out and about. So it's. And what's the nice. name of the place you work at again? I, uh, I can't, can't remember. Yeah, the place I work is called Green Camp, but the really famous one right next to us is called Green School. It's part of the whole complex. Um, it's a school made out of bamboo, and the whole curriculum is based on sustainability and alternative education and uh, environmental-led and connecting with the earth. So it's a little bit different than your standard curriculum. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, it, what we do is we bring people in and do various programs just trying to do sustainability, teaching them to appreciate nature and the environment. Um, all the buildings are made out of bamboo. They have solar panels. They have, you know, alternative energy sources. Everything's kind of plant-based diet. Um, all the activities we do are like permaculture and teaching about gardening and teaching about chocolate making and you know it's well it's, I think it's, you mentioned permaculture I'm, I'm really getting into that now because uh uh Timo and i were we're now planning to build a house out more in the countryside and i want to yeah. look into that you know like yeah. some fruit trees and berry bushes and things exactly. yeah and i i think you would like it um especially where I work because it's a beautiful place. I'll send you some photos and links and everything later that you can you can share or I can tag sure. you or something or put them on your Facebook. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a lot different than your, your standard typical school and your standard typical office. Um, and everything's kind of organic feeling. And I think you would really appreciate the place, but also... Yeah, the permaculture, I'm definitely not an expert, but it's been around for a while. I've, I've known about it for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, and it's basically the concept of a food forest. So you, you plant useful plants, you know, things that you don't plant ornamentals or things that just look nice. You plant things you can use for medicine or food. And, and isn't part so, of the idea, too, is as well that they're um – uh, you're focusing a lot on uh, perennials so that you're not having it's not like a farm yeah. you gotta you know work 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 every year that it, it just kind of is exactly. constantly producing right yeah exactly and you know as much as you can you try to use uh, native species as well so you try to try to stay away from organics and the whole idea is that the farm is a complete ecosystem so you know you're attracting the butterflies and the bird and the pollinators different things mm. coming in and instead of it being like a monoculture, you know, or a monocrop of just like one type of crop, you've got a more diversity, so it's a bit more stable. So you'll have like, we're on our campus at the school, we have like papaya, we have bananas, we have spinach, we have cassava, and the, we have chili peppers. We, and those are things just growing right around that you can walk around and pick and eat. Yeah, you know, that's, as you, that's great. <laughs> That appeals to me cool. too. Just the, um, I don't know, maybe I'm lazy, but uh, I, I like that idea of you know, be doing obviously a lot of work getting it going, but then just being able to walk around and you know, yeah, oh, I have some berries and have some fruits, and it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. So it's a pretty cool and a pretty chill environment. And I have to say, it's it's different than any place I've worked before. Like this morning, we started out, there's about seven of us, and we did a bit of mindfulness, which is kind of a cool thing to do, just stopping a little bit like meditation, being being grateful for what you have and thinking, you know, and then we just went around the circle and shared how we're doing, how's the, the mental and emotional state during the, the lockdown. And I, you know, I think that's important now because we know there's a lot of people that are having stress or having issues or not, you know, mentally or emotionally healthy. And you just have to communicate. That's like the key, like just talking, saying, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling okay. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not so good. Okay, let's talk. I think that's key. I mean, just 
acknowledging that and chatting about it and communicating. So it's kind of a cool environment, you know, nice to be out, outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Surrounded by all those, you know, organic structures like the bamboo buildings and then the gardens and then you're just kind of chatting. And, you know, I think, you know, me, I'm a pretty concrete science teacher. Um, but I think there's some value in just slowing down and talking and communicating. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I just did, uh, was it last week? I guess last week I did a, a show where I kind of retold the story of living in my car in uh, Athens and mentioned yeah. you. And, you know, I cool. uh, talked about how you and I, really that's kind of, I think when we really became friends, uh, you know, I, I mean, I had known you before that, but uh, where we really connected, we were both just, it was just kind of weird. I think about it, how weird it was that we were both just decided independently to do that at the same time in the same place. Yeah, that was a cool time. And once in a while I reread my book, you know, I kept a journal. Um, and I know you did too. Mm-hmm. And I basically took, took that journal and just kind of reread the passages and it's pretty cool just all the little side adventures the interesting people you meet you know just when you don't really have a home to go to yeah you just kind of hang out and see what happens yeah it's true you're out in the world more a lot more you know you can't you can't can't, there's there's you can't just hide out in your apartment watching tv or something so it kind of forces you out into either you know parks or into the town or somewhere yeah exactly yeah and i think you you and i both i would like to go to coffee shops yeah i used to go to poetry readings or poetry slams yeah yeah you know meet some really interesting characters what was it blue uh, sky is that what it was called there was used to, i think it's gone now but downtown athens yeah it was called blue sky coffee and they would have like poetry readings in the basement yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh you know sometimes there'd be five people or ten people it wasn't like a huge event but it was still kind of interesting to meet these poets and townies you know people that just kind of hung out around downtown yep 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 <laughs> yeah it was, it was a cool experience i think i think it was it was a yeah i i think it was a magical time because you know none of us really had laptops or our phones so you kind of had to talk to people good point and read papers like read the what do they call them like those little indie publications like the zines yeah that's right yeah that was like those were like blogs on paper right yeah it was kind of the blog idea but on paper (laughs) that's a good way to put it it was like somebody would write about you know five or six pages and print it up and make copies and staple it together and publish it and leave it at coffee shops right 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 and it would have like poetry or you know like um original artwork or something or short stories there was this they, one there was, there was this ongoing happened, one yeah. that i was i joined it was like focused on gaming uh but it was yeah so it, it, it even incorporated comments so like so like let's say issue one you know like a, a bunch of the people so maybe i don't know maybe there were 20 people who involved so 20 people they would all write their own an article for it and then somebody would compile them all and 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 copy them and put them yeah. all together yeah. and send them out and then what you would then like in episode two you could write in comments about everybody else's past article from the previous yeah. week yeah and it was so it really was the that blog idea it's kind of yeah cool. i like that. <laughs> yeah i like that analogy. it's it's yeah and i we we had email back then because I remember emailing you and email because you would go to South Carolina once in a while and send an email or a, yeah that's right because I a text, a text I, message yeah because I had been living in South Carolina before I did that and then I decided I didn't want to do it there I did, I did it in Athens instead live yeah yeah so I remember you would email your story to like whoever was the editor of the blog, the magazine the independent magazine yeah and yeah then yeah, yeah. So we, we at least had that but i'm pretty sure you had to go to the library to get on a computer to like yeah. send an email so you'd do it like once a week yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's changed definitely changed now hasn't it yeah yes indeed <laughs> yeah wow 
But it's just it's and then we both ended up in Asia, which is kind of interesting too. Ended up like far from Athens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think one of the themes that we kind of both connected on was just that independence and sense of adventure and simplicity. Just like mm. keeping life simple. Um, what do you really need? Right. And it's kind of being highlighted right now, ironically. I know exa- like, well, exactly. Like, I don't feel any stress right now. I know some people do. I guess if I had a huge yeah. house and, and tons of, you know, things to pay for, maybe I would. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. I, like, and, then, and that's kind of what I talked about when I did my show last week again, um, where I talked about how it was just kind of such a, like, a massive reset. And even though I don't live in my car now, but it just taught me, like, how little really... I needed and I because I because yeah. the key thing for me and I know for you too was that was to do this experiment but and have it be enjoyable like you know not not yeah. like oh I'm suffering and this is horrible right it was to yeah. live in a car or a truck or camp out or whatever it is be home you know yeah yeah. People, most people call homeless but to do it in a way like you were working a, a full-time job during yours yeah 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 that was the point like I think a couple things. Number one was just just see if you could do it. Yeah. Was it possible? And I had a Ford Bronco. I had a big truck, if you remember, like a big blue truck. Yep. And I had like some of those uh, action packers, I think they were called, like the big plastic um, storage boxes. And I had like a coffee and a coffee maker and a camp stove. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, you were luxury. (laughs) it It was basically like a camping outfit. Yeah, but I slept most of my. I mostly slept outside on a pad, like on the ground. Um, yeah, I'm jealous of that. That's that's nicer than what I was doing. That was kind of cool. Yeah, because a couple of passages, like in my book that I I wrote, was waking up to deer or squirrels, like within a few feet of me. It's just like, you know, you're sleeping on the ground and you wake up and there's a deer like right next to you feeding. Because you or, had that uh, giant nature center uh, camp area yeah. where you were staying, right? And, and Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, that was kind of the cool part. Like, didn't really have a home to go to. And every night, just rolling into that park and throwing my pad on the ground and sleeping. Yeah, um, that's, that's nice. Because I, I was sleeping in my car downtown. Um, yeah, that's a bit rougher. <laughs> yeah. I think being out in nature... I think that didn't you used to get harassed by the police or something like they would. Well, you know, no, actually. So that was I was a big worry of mine. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, that was one of the before doing it. It was one of the things I constantly imagined that or being harassed by drunks or something. And finally, one night, yes, the cops came by, but they were actually very, very, very cool about it because I just I just told them exactly what I was doing. And I just said, yeah. you know, where can I, where can I park where it would be fine with you guys? And they actually just said, okay, well, you know, anywhere in these downtown where it's not metered at night, and you know, you might go down, kind of more towards the edge of, you know, where people yeah. aren't parking at, when they're going out yeah, at night. Yeah. And uh, after that, I said, all right, thanks. And then from then on, like they never bugged me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it was actually it was kind of put my mind at ease to finally have it just happen. And then I was like, oh, okay, great. This is yeah. what they know about me, and no, they don't care. Yeah, I never, I never got harassed. I mean, mostly because I was out, out in the forest, out in nature. But um, I'm trying to remember if I, I did have some interesting encounters with other kind of vagabonds, uh, just kind of gypsies or people, just kind of living in their cars or camping around, you know driving around America and camping in various places. So I, had, I met some cool people that way too, like just interesting. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like migrant workers, like people driving to California to find a job and they just happened to stay that night in Georgia, you know, things like that. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. And uh, the thing too, I, I haven't really looked into it, but there's kind of a whole movement called van living and van life and all that sort of thing where people are really making their vehicles really fancy and kind of um you know putting beds and kitchens and toilets in these vans and i I was like man 
that would be kind of cool. But of course, I didn't have enough money to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get you can find on YouTube, and there's the whole tiny house thing, and some of those. Sometimes those are on wheels. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, none of, I mean, I don't know how many people were doing that, but I, I don't think many were doing it when we did it. <laughs> no, because that that was like the year ninety nine or two thousand. What was that? Yeah, let me think. Um, it was just before I went off to Japan. Two thousand, I think. Two thousand one. It must have been two thousand because I moved to Malaysia right before nine eleven happened. Yeah, and I was in Japan when 9-11 happened. So, it was a, I think it was the year 2000, like the summer, like June, July, August. Mm-hmm. I did it for like three months, maybe. Yeah, me too. I can't remember how long you did it. Yeah, same. About a summer? Same, yeah, because I had got, I'd had a, I'd already had my job offer in Japan. I knew I was going off to Japan in the fall. Right. So, and I, so when I planned this, I just said, ah, oh, okay, I'll quit my job uh, early and I'll do yeah. this in the summer and I'll, I'll go back in at, to Athens and do it. It'd be great, you know, opportunity yeah. to go back to Athens and I don't have to work for three months. It'd be great. And it was, it was really nice. Really, yeah. really nice. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. I don't, I haven't been to Athens in like a decade, but I, there used to be a really cool night scene, like, you know, free music or free poetry readings or there was always something creative and fun happening with, uh, the people around downtown you know a lot of it was free you didn't have to pay i assume it's probably similar since you know because of the university i we um i took tomoe there a few years ago we i went my dad lives still lives in the atlanta area so uh we went there and then i said uh, we just we went over to athens for a couple days and i showed around the university and downtown it was really cool i it, it, it after living out west for so many years uh it just it seems so green you know just, yeah just like i feel like it's like a town in a forest i really i'd forgotten or when you're there you kind of take it for granted but there's so many trees i remember just the drive from the airport yeah, no, that's we drove true. from atlanta to athens and i was like God, look at all the trees everywhere <laughs> i yeah i remember that too because i lived in southern california for two years out near Joshua Tree, like in the yeah. desert area. Yeah. And everything was just yeah. brown, you yes. know. And then suddenly you move back to the East Coast, you're like, holy cow, there's water. Yeah, water and <laughs> everything's vibrant <laughs> green, like psychedelic green, green yeah. almost, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it definitely it's cool. Yeah, it, it brings back, it definitely brings back some good memories. I mean, reminiscing. Yeah. And then that whole time period I think really adapted us both to like life in Asia Southeast Asia because you you were in Thailand for a while too right yeah a couple of years I lived in Thailand for a couple of years I remember visiting you in some place right across the river like yeah. the Chao Phraya River we tiny took a little, little cement apartment <laughs> yeah and you had a like a little one room apartment that was cool Yep. and cheap and clean and that's all you needed it had like a toilet and a bed and a bookshelf <laughs> that's it man that's all it had yes and it was dirt cheap under a hundred dollars a month uh, yeah and uh i, I actually uh I, I had two they were actually just across the street from each other same basic layout the first one was just cold water the second one i went luxury and got a hot, hot water heater <laughs> yeah that's the thing uh, <laughs> it's still there today like i haven't been to your place but you can still find those places and i always get the cold water and the fan yeah cheaper exactly but if you want if you want air con and hot water it costs more (laughs) right (laughs) and the thing is i found so i lived you know like over a year in the the first one the only time i didn't you know i mean thailand's so hot all the time so it's just the cool season there were like two months that it actually got a bit i mean not cold but it got chilly enough at night where taking a cold water shower was a little brisk you know um yeah the rest of the year felt great i mean i didn't yeah no one you don't need hot water but aircon no. uh, would have been not yeah i just had a fan and the hot season was brutal yeah it's pretty rough i still i even here in indonesia those places are still they still exist like you can get the fan in cold water yeah you can get the aircon in hot water they're two different prices um, all of them have internet now, though, which is different yeah. than it used to be. Yeah. But um, 
I agree. Like pretty much here, same, 10, 10 or 11 months a year, you don't really need any warm water, but there's a, a month or two where it's a little bit breezy, but yeah. still. Yeah. Compared do, you can to, do it. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, compared to, you know, Georgia, it's when it gets really cold or up north in America. Yeah, probably, yeah. does it get cold where you are? And yeah, uh, the climate here in Osaka is probably, it's pretty similar to Georgia, in fact. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you get a few cold months. Maybe chilly. the summer's not as long and not as brutal, but our winter's really mild here. I don't know why, because yeah. we're near the ocean. But uh, I mean, it does get cold. It, it this year, this winter, we got we it, we didn't get any snow at all. Usually, maybe two days of tiny bit for a whole winter. Yeah. So it's, it's not you know, it's not too bad. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, and then I, like I was saying, I think that prepped us both just for being flexible and being able to do that i definitely you know some of my expatriate you know expat friends that cannot go that simple and that local yeah you know and live and go in those places um that are just really very bare minimum very uh spartan and cheap <laughs> yeah and it's great because you know like you know of course i've got more money now but uh um, I, I was able to travel for many years with on very 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 low budgets and it, i had great yeah. experiences because i was like you said i was able to do that i could stay in the not only just that apartment but even just you know some of the places i stayed in india and and tra- when i was traveling around thailand and other places because uh, yeah I mean, I remember like in Thailand, sometimes uh, sleeping on a roof, you know, like they yeah. was, <laughs> it was like almost nothing, you know, like $5 yeah. a night and they, you just, they just had these mats all laid out on the roof and you were just at, at a lot of people up there and you just, yeah. but why not, you know? Yeah, exactly. You don't need much. And, you know, people ask me, how do you do it? And it's, if you go camping, you know, I, I've been reminiscing a lot I think a lot of people have because you've had time so people have been sending me old photos and old memories you know because now now people are kind of in lockdown or shutdown mode so some of my friends have been sending me photos of like the adventures we had and one of the ones that recently popped up was uh we paddled those kayaks around I saw that on your Facebook yeah yeah and a few nights we just slept out on a, a lawn chair you know, uh-huh. you pull your kayak up on the beach, you shower on that, you know, the beach shower. Yeah. You walk to the little stall and get some uh, Thai food, and then you sleep on the chair that's on the beach. Yeah, that's fantastic. How long did it take you? How long was that trip? You went all around the island of Phuket? Yeah, that one was 10 days. 10 days. Phuket's pretty small. You, you could actually kayak it in less days, but... You know, we were doing beach cleanups and interviews and radio and TVs, you know, writing articles. So we we took about double. You could probably do it in five or six days. I still that's so cool. That sounds great. And then you did a you did a bike ride down. What? Where did you start? You start? Was it Thailand to Singapore? Yeah, it was Thailand to Bali. We started oh, Bali. just north of Phuket. We started up at Kalsok National Park, yeah, um, which is just north of Phuket. And we rode down the whole Isthmus of Kra, the whole peninsula through Thailand, Malaysia. We crossed the bridge into Singapore, and then we got onto a, a boat, a ferry, took it to Jakarta. So basically, oh, and then you went across Java? And, and Yeah, we did part of Java, but not the whole thing. Java's huge. Yeah. Java would take, you, you know, you could spend weeks just in Java. So we took a train jakarta to joke jakarta oh yeah which is i think the last time i saw you maybe it was yeah yeah yeah. we visited there and and in bali as well yeah yeah so from jogja we we rode the bikes all the way to bali and obviously got another ferry across from java to bali but that was another one um you know just pure fun adventure and basically I would love to do that again someday. You can really get addicted to life on the bicycle. Like just yeah. talk about simple life. Um, 
and it's a different world. Like when we were doing that, you meet people that you would never meet in your regular life. Yes, 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 yes. They, they're living in a different reality. Like we met several people that had ridden around the entire globe, not just once, but twice or three times. Wow. Like they'd been riding bicycles for years. That's, um, that's great. And you wouldn't really meet them in your normal life. Like if you're working a job, going to an office, you would never meet these people. They just live in a different world altogether. But when you're on the road, you start seeing them. Yeah. And they'll pass you or you'll pass them and you'll see them at a restaurant and then you'll see them at a hostel. And then you're like, okay, let's talk to that person or that couple. And then you chat with them. And most people are pretty, the ones that we met at least, almost like hermits they don't really want to talk to people that much they just kind of want to ride their bicycles and <laughs> just keep to themselves yeah interesting but uh we met several interesting people that had just been riding like for a year they're like oh we just got on our bicycles in germany and now we're in thailand and you know next we're going to korea and we've been around the globe once already and <laughs> wow you know, they basically just ride and it's kind of a cool thing. I, I understand the appeal. Um, you know, like for me, it's more walking. Like you know, I, doing the Camino and and doing the. Uh, there's one here that Tomoe and I did together. It was also about a month, and I just I love just being outdoors, walking yeah. all day long. And like you said, meet on those you meet other people who are doing the walks as well. And I love it, love it, love it. I hate being cooped up inside. So if I could yeah. just be outdoors, you know seven hours a day walking <laughs> and then meeting people and yeah. stopping to eat a little bit it's it is a great life uh it's fantastic it really is if you can do it like i would love to do another bike trip i i remember you doing that is it called the the el camino or the camino real or something yeah uh the el camino de santiago mm-hmm. okay or just camino yeah that that looks Like some temple walks in Japan as well, right? Yeah, and then the one in Japan. I mean, there's like walk, the main there's one we did in Japan is called the Shikoku 88. It's 88 temples right. around okay. the island of Shikoku. Okay. Yeah. Because you you you, you don't have to plan. You just know what you're gonna do. Like you get up in the morning, you have breakfast and you're going to ride the bicycle for eight hours. <laughs> you're, right. you're going to stop for lunch and you're going to stop. Our, our rule, we, we had a rule like at four o'clock, we would start looking for a hostel or a hotel or a place to sleep because it got dark at about six. Right. So that gave us two hours to find a place. And it, it worked every time except for once, like once we just could not find a place and we had to ride after dark and we finally, stumbled into this campground and you know woke up in this beautiful place because we found it at nighttime we couldn't see it and we just basically stumbled around in the dark trying to find these campsites and then the next morning we're like holy cow this is beautiful (laughs) you were camping then uh, did you have uh, tents with you yeah well a bit of both Uh i mean mostly was like really cheap roadside hostels or homestays or yeah 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 hotels but yeah a little bit of camping here and there there's a whole lot of like i said a whole lot of um i guess they're they're basically built for cyclists they're just kind of these cheap little places that you can cycle into and stay for the night for 10 bucks 15 bucks nice Uh, there's a whole bunch and as you know we never had to worry about food or water. There's just so many places all over Southeast Asia where you don't have to plan your meals. Right. You just rock up. You know, there's always somebody selling fried chicken and sticky rice. Yeah, right, 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 right. Where you go. <laughs> yeah. um, or, you know, just fried rice or fried noodles. You can find that everywhere in Southeast Asia. So it doesn't take a lot of planning. Hey, um, you want to answer some? Uh, want to take some questions from the, uh, the sure. audience here? I'm just curious to see what people have. Anyone has any questions? Yeah, you're making me want to go out and do some. You know, every time I talk to you, make I, 
start thinking, oh, I want to go do ride a bike across Asia or yeah. something, sail around the world. I don't know. I know. I want to do another adventure. I've had a few ideas. Um, those are the big, the two big ones, you know, the bamboo bicycle, riding that bicycle. I, I, that was a huge experiment because the whole frame was made out of bamboo. Yeah, that's right. And we had a few failures, but doing that one and then um, paddling – you know, around Phuket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's maybe, I definitely want to do another one or two here or there. And now the challenge is, you know, like I've been trying to think, okay, so how do we do it with kids, right? So I'm trying to think of like, like there's, I know like the Camino could absolutely be done with kids. And people yeah. do it. People have done it. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, since, uh, obviously not with uh my kids now that are babies but I wouldn't say I was just reading uh, where did I see this um, oh it was this camping this camping supply this like little independent uh, company in Florida that makes ultralight tents and things oh uh, yeah but they've got this little blog and uh, from and, and each of the guys who works there writes about some of their different hikes and one of them has a daughter and he was talking about his daughter's first hike at the age of five or six so they did like a 10 day yeah. hike in the in the swiss alps i mean not not cool. like dangerous but 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 right. pretty hefty and talking about how how she, how they trained and how how she did and how they were all so surprised that she did so well and uh, so anyway it started getting inspiring me i'm like okay so five yeah. or six <laughs> yeah i think so i we haven't done anything that adventurous yet my daughter is seven Okay. But so I, think, I think it's coming soon. Yep. I think, it's, you know, in the next couple of years, we'll do something, um, whether it's some multi-day hiking or multi-day camping or, you know, she's been camping a couple times. Nice. And that was good. Um, so, you know, we'll just keep adding to it, keep ramping it up. Yeah. Okay, I'll, let's take a look at, see if we got any comments here. Uh, Leonardo Parigi says, uh, where does Kenny live currently? P.S. Interesting conversation. Okay. Yeah, I'm currently in Bali, in Indonesia. So I don't know. Do you have it, uh, folks from Indonesia? Yep. Listening? I'm sure you do. Yeah. Saya tinggal di sini hampir 10 tahun di Indonesia. So bisa ngomong bahasa Indonesia. So if you can understand that, you might believe that I live here in Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm in Bali at the moment. Uh, it's a really pretty a pretty nice place to be it's a nice yeah i i've been I think twice really yeah yeah great place okay let's see oh what kind of work did you do uh living in asia as Mari. okay so you how did you yeah, yeah like how did you survive because you lived in malaysia and uh, indonesia both yeah my pretty much my whole career I've been a teacher of some form either like a science classroom teacher when I was in California I taught at an outdoor science school when I met AJ I was working at a nature center teaching in Athens Georgia teaching uh, about nature and when I moved to Kuala Lumpur I was teaching science um, I've taught English uh, ESL English is a second language to like five and six year olds before. But what I've been doing for about the last 10 years is adventure education, teaching kids how to go out and learn about nature, but through an adventure context, like rafting or hiking, mostly hiking, cultural immersion, like taking them to villages and homestays and um, still trying to teach people about sustainability, about environmental ethics about ecology science so it's still very very similar um but i've really in the last 10 years gotten more into like wilderness medicine and you know learning a bit more about how to maintain health and well-being when you're outdoors for a long time so learning about first responders and uh taking care of yourself physically and mentally so just being prepared so yeah, it's a, it's a fun career. <laughs> yeah, 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 fun rafting and hiking and outdoor stuff, and that's it's, yeah, really, really nice. Uh, okay, let's see what else we got here. Um, 
what's the reaction of your wife about this idea of traveling and, and adventure? Ah, that's been, it was tough at first because when we first got married and we first had a baby, I was still traveling. Like I, I would have two months up in Chiang Mai and I would be teaching kids up there and then I'd come back and I would have, you know, a week in Sulawesi and it wasn't easy. Um, and you know, we, but we just adapted to it and got used to it. I would sometimes be gone for one or two months, but then I'd be home for a month and then I'd be gone for two weeks and I'd be home for three weeks. So it's, it's not for everybody. I don't think, Hmm. um, but it, it could be worse. You know, I, especially in Indonesia, there's a lot of, a lot of locals get jobs on cruise ships and they might not see their family for 10 months. Oh yeah. You know, they might, they might get a job on a cruise ship cruising around Southeast Asia and they come to port once a year. So, you know, it, I think no matter what situation you're in, it could always be better and it could always be worse. So, Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but we adapted to it. I don't travel as much as I used to. Um, I do a lot more stuff locally, either in Bali or just in nearby islands. So I'm not really going away for, you know, months at a time anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not easy, I'll admit. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, oh, we're getting, we both have, are being invited to Kashmir. I'd love to go to Kashmir. I'm doing, yeah. uh, Amir says, I'm doing my master's degree in tourism. I'll invite you both to Kashmir. Be your guide for famous spots. Well, Amir, I accept. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have time sometime. I've heard yeah. great things about Kashmir. Same. I mean, I would love to go. I've never been to that region or that area, so it would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to go back to India. You know, India was my first trip abroad. And uh, and then I went two more times, but it's still been quite a long time. I can't even remember when's the last time I went to India. Actually, I think it was after that. It was 2001-ish. Yeah. So, I mean, that's 19 years. I'm very curious. I'm sure India's changed a lot in 19 years. Um, I'd love to go back. I think, I kind of remember, I think you came to visit me in Kuala Lumpur and you had a big beard. You had a big belly. I yes. kind of remember that. Correct. <laughs> yes, that's right. So that was, I'd been in Japan, uh, way up in the freaking north, in the middle of nowhere. And uh, yeah. super bored. Like I basically had ago. no job, nothing to do but sit around. And so, yeah, I ate, I was just eating lots of food and I just grew my beard out. And and then I went, to, I left, I went, traveled in Thailand and India and Nepal and visited you in Malaysia. Yes, that was yeah. all the same trip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I visited you. What I, I maybe three times I visited you in Malaysia. Actually, oh, we lost Kenny. One sec, he's coming back. Oh, hello. Yeah, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Let me try again, guys. I just. Uh, let me just uh, call him back. Oh, hope we didn't lose Kenny. He may have lost his internet or his connection. Or maybe his phone died, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm just going to chat. I just... Give me a call when you're back. Kenny is unavailable. Yeah, okay, so he somehow has lost his Skype or something, so I'll tell you what, I'll just chat with you guys. And uh, he'll, I'm sure he'll call me back if he gets his internet back. Okay, great, so let's, I'll just read some comments. I guess I'll have to answer some of these questions. I know some of you guys probably want him to answer them. Adjust my camera. Okay, let's see. How do you fight negative thoughts? Keep this mindset of exploring new opportunities to grow in this age. Actually, you know, I've got a book to talk about, Khalifi. That was Khalifi's question. Um, uh, I think I'm going to, I'll do maybe this week. Uh, I always say that. <laughs> um, there's a book called What to, 
What to say when you talk to yourself. What to say when you talk to yourself. It's about self-talk. And it's basically about this exact thing, about how do you um, handle negative thoughts and kind of program yourself instead with positive thoughts and positive you know, because we kind of talk to ourselves, right, in our minds frequently. Uh, so I'll talk about it because I've actually been doing it. Uh, I've, I've done this for uh, many times, but I've been doing it more lately, and it's very effective. Okay, let's see. Where is uh, Kenny from? Kenny's from George, uh, Athens, Georgia, my hometown. Ah, she, Jeremy loves, uh, everyone's online here from my auntie's house. Hello. <laughs> He's not polite. I'm not sure what that means. I don't know why you think that. I think Kenny's pretty polite. Um... Oh, frozen camera. He's got a frozen camera. So maybe we can... Let me see if I can just... Uh, we might just be able to get him on audio then. Oh, he's back on. Here he comes. He's coming back. Good. So I'll, I'll be able to... Uh, Slavika, I will ask him your question. When are we connect? Yes. Oops. Yeah, I'll just call him. There we go. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries. Um, Let me get you on here. Happens here in Indonesia once in a while. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> I like I answering the questions if you want to do some more. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, let's do some more questions. Uh, so, uh, Slavika was just asking, what? tell us about your biggest adventure. So, which of these adventures would you say is, I don't know, the one you think is the biggest or the... Well... There's two, and one of them is going to sound kind of cheesy, but I think the, my biggest adventure, to be honest, is having my daughter, and that yeah. sounds kind of... No, you know, no, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I really I really feel like that's a pretty cool adventure. She's seven years old, and she's pretty, uh, you know, ch I wouldn't say challenging. She's just, I learn a lot from her all the time. You know, yeah. we, I'm always kind of amazed. But the, I think the biggest one really was the bamboo bicycle ride um logistically you know it took us six weeks and i would have to go back and look i can't remember how many we rode a couple thousand kilometers i think 1500 maybe oh. i can't remember but it, it was a pretty big adventure logistically and the bamboo bikes were not perfect mm -hmm. they were kind of an experiment to see if it would work and we didn't have a plan i when I, when I take groups, when I take students or adults or kids, I always have everything planned, like where we're going to eat, what time we'll finish, where we're going to sleep. But when I do my own adventures, I don't have a plan. I just wing it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's more fun. You know, when, I, when I'm responsible for a group, I want to make sure I know what's going to happen. But when it's just me or me and my buddy, we would just say, oh, let's ride until 4 o'clock and see where we end up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say I like I like I, I like that too. Um, you know, like when uh, Joe and I did the Camino together, and we uh, yeah we had kind of the same mindset, and it was we would just kind of go like you know we maybe be four o'clock, and we just say hey, you want to keep going? Yeah, let's keep going, and then we just you know yeah it it, it was nice exactly yeah, and you just never know who you're gonna meet. Like you might meet somebody on the side of the road, and that happened a couple times where we didn't really have a plan, and we'd meet someone, and they said you need to go see this, and we'd just cycle and go see it yeah you know like yeah, yeah. oh we didn't really plan to do that um and of course the unforeseen things like a flat tire we had a couple adventures where our bikes had a flat and we got we got thrown in the back of a tuk-tuk and we got driven to a town and you know those are fun adventures um and yeah, it's that it's that kind of unexpectedness it it, it just uh yeah, yeah, exactly. Enlivens the whole trip because you never quite know what's going to happen each day. Exactly. And, you know, we always had plenty of food and water, so we were never worried. Like, 
even if we couldn't find it, we always had like a can of tuna in our bag and some crackers and a spare liter of water. So you're not going to go hungry. You'll, you'll be fine. Yep. And you know, like especially in Thailand, there's Seven Eleven everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so you can always find instant noodles. You can always survive. <laughs> Speaking of Thailand, Sriracha says hi. She says I like today's show. You, you have time? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, oh, okay. This is kind of an interesting question. Um, where did we find it again? Where was it? These things, they race up and down. Okay, so basically, um, I think it was... Anyway, someone was asking, has age and getting older, does it change your mindset about all of this? Um, a bit. I think just having a wife and daughter, like, that changes it. That's part of being older. Part of it is, I don't want to admit it, but maybe I'm a bit more afraid of an injury than I used to be. Yeah. You know, I if I fall down and sprain my ankle, I might not be able to hike for a couple days. Yeah. And yeah, especially yeah. when I have a group, I don't want that to happen. So, like, I take more precautions now. Like, I'll, I won't jump off of big rocks like I used to. <laughs> and... I'll wrap my ankles if I know I'm going to be hiking all day because if I'm out for a couple of days, then I won't be able to hike and I won't be able to show people things. So I'm a bit more cautious. I think when I was younger, I would take more risks, but now I'm a bit more conservative in my adventure. Like, you know, I'll test the water before I jump in (laughs) or I'll I'll make sure that I slide down the rock and don't jump off because I don't want to sprain my ankle. (laughs) Right, 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 right. So yeah, it's changed it's a little in that, small things. That respect. Yeah, those are pretty small, I'd say. Okay, let's see. Um, Mahdi says you look Indian. You look like an Indian person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> an Indian Georgian, a Southern Indian. <laughs> could be the could be the bad lighting. I don't have good lighting here. It's getting dark. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Okay, oh, I found it. It was Anise who asked the age question. Okay, now I'm caught up. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Did you... mm-hmm. Oh, so Leonardo says, the more you guys speak, the more I understand how much you guys have in common. Indeed, yeah, we've done a lot of similar things. It's quite interesting. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I kind of wish we could hook up again sometime soon and have some more adventures. Either, you know, some... Well, we both have kids now, so that would be an adventure. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, and I agree with you. <laughs> it is a big adventure. It's a great one, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that probably, uh, you know, not we're not going to be able to do it this year, but I think that um, next year... Uh, after that, we'll be able to start getting out and traveling and doing things. So, uh, for yeah. sure, we should, because it's been quite a long time that where we've actually met up. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't actually remember. Well, yeah. Samara is seven. So, so it's, it's been, been like at least eight least years. Eight years. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we was pregnant when you when we met. Yeah. We saw yeah. Last, so, that would, it'd be about eight, seven and a half or something. Yeah. Yeah. It has been a while. Um, okay, so Lavika says... Kenny, do you sometimes miss your country? Do you sometimes miss living in the USA? You know, I don't really miss living in the USA. I I do love Southeast Asia. I love, you know, Indonesia. I I love how close the countries are. You literally can be in another country in a couple hours, you know, and in in America you'd still be in America. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You'd be in a different state. But I do miss certain things, obviously, my family, and I think every American that I know, what's the one thing that they miss is Mexican food. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I, we don't really have it here. I, you can find uh, it, but it's just not the same. Right, right. Yeah, kind of funny. So, yeah, burritos and tacos. But, yeah, I mean... I haven't been home in eight years. It's, hmm. been, it's been a long time. And I don't really miss living there. 
And when I first moved overseas 20 years ago, it was really hard to find Western things. So I would miss, like, I remember I, my first year, I was like, I would love to have a sandwich, but I can't find any bread. Uh, like yeah, I just yeah. couldn't find bread. But now you can find all that, like, everywhere. It's so yeah, much yeah. more globalized. Yeah. Um, so I would miss certain things from the culture, you know, definitely, definitely being from the South. Like whenever my family comes, they bring grits, which okay. probably no one else in the world knows about. Right. Um, what What would you call it? It's a like semolina or something. It's a corn porridge. Yeah, I kind of think of it as you know, sort of kind of like corn oatmeal. Yeah. Consistency and taste, <laughs> right? Uh, hard to explain yeah. grits, but yeah, very southern. I, Never seen that anywhere else in the world. Right. Yep. So, yeah. Cool. Good question, though. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see. What's the food like in Bali? Ask Juan. Well, aren't they? Um, it's... I mean, it's, it's Asia, so it's all rice-based, of course. Um, the one thing that we have here that you don't get in many other Asian countries is tempeh, which is right. fermented soybean. And my wife just cooked some, so I can show you what it looks oh, like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tempeh's great. <laughs> she just made a whole plate full of fried tempeh. Basically, you wow. sprinkle this on top of your rice. And it's pretty specific to Indonesia. You don't really see tempeh outside of Indonesia, but it's it's a soybean soybean product, and they they pack it in the little blocks. Do you have some tempeh? Sort of masakamu. High protein, right? Uh, yeah, high protein. It's cheap. She already cooked it all, so I can't show you the raw one. But it comes in these little packets, and you chop it up and fry it, and um, it's high protein. You sprinkle some soy sauce or some chili powder or whatever you like, and it flavors it. But that's something you don't really find outside of Indonesia. Mm. Um, but like Thailand, they like the spicy food. So chili, you know, raw chilies or chilies chopped up with the soy sauce here. They call it ketchup asin, huh. which is like salty soy sauce. Yeah. And you chop up some chilies or you make uh, sambal which is basically like chilies with onions and tomatoes and they grind it in a mortar and pestle. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, that's and great. That stuff's good. Put it on top of the sauce. So we eat pretty well. My wife's a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, so, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. But it's, especially here in Bali, there's a lot of fish because it's an island. Oh. And I think, you know, throughout Indonesia, lots of fish um, and cheap. You can go, you can go down to the beach or to the road and buy it off the people off the side of the street, the local fishermen. Yeah, I know, of course, Japan's similar, you know, seafood, yeah. paradise, it's great. So yeah, it's not a lot different than Thai food or Malay food, um, just a little bit different spices. Mm. Oh, hey, That's I know... That's a good question. Here's a beer question, so I know you'll like this uh, yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know when... Uh, this is Jarmila. I think she's from the Czech Republic. Do you know any beers from the Czech Republic? For example, Pilsner Urkel, Budweiser Budvar. We have the best beer in the world here in the Czech Republic. <laughs> yes. I think Czech beer is good. I like Pilsner Urkel. I've had that one before. And, of course, Bud... Budweiser, what is the American version, is nothing like the Czech Republic version. <laughs> right. I, mean, I um, figured. <laughs> the one that you get in America is really cheap and watery, but the one that's original, the Budweiser, is really good in the Czech Republic. So, yeah, I've had a few Czech beers. It's a good question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, the, the beer in Bali is called Bintang, which means star. So it's called the star beer. Oh, I remember that. You and Joe were drinking Bintangs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and for a big bottle, it's about $2 US <laughs> just to get people a, a, a price comparison. Yeah, So it's wow. still pretty cheap. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
What's the top? Like Chunk. Chunk. 700 ml, 600 ml. Uh huh. Something like that. <laughs> so, a good question about the beer. <laughs> nice. Okay. Kenny likes beer, guys. Um, oh, okay. Well, this is an interesting question, too, um, from Anise again. Do, um, do you try to make your child be like you or, you know, that could have that same, I guess, kind of like adventurous mindset? Do you think she has that? It froze up again. What happened? Okay. Oh, no worries. Can you hear me? Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. We're back on. Um, so we'll just do a couple more and then we'll go if that's okay. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Just asking us, they were asking about, uh, do you think that your daughter has, uh, is like you, you know, kind of in a, this adventurous mindset? It's hard to say. Um, I think so. At least she was for up until about five or six but now she's starting to become a little bit more her own person and a bit more of a, I don't know how to describe it. She's, she's growing up. She's becoming a girl. Like she, she's not a kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think around there, seven, there's kind of a change. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. 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 So I think she's still going to be adventurous. Um, especially cause we'll take her on adventures and get her out and doing things. But yeah, it's hard to say like, I would love it if she has becomes a science person and an adventurous person, but I don't want to force her to do that. Yeah. But so far, she's been pretty like an adventurous eater. She'll try different things. If I, you know, if we want to go out swimming or jump in the ocean, she likes to look for shells and likes to find seaweed and fish and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I think she'll be reasonably adventurous, but she's starting to bit get a bit bigger now and turning into a girl and not not a kid a little baby yeah yeah yeah, if yeah. That, does that make sense yeah 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 for sure i think her okay, mom's let's... laughing her <laughs> mom is over there laughing somebody sort of good day oh, i think we have some bintang i think we have an indonesian person here oh yeah <laughs> akumipon says how about river fish do you eat river fish yeah um they're not as easy to find here because the, the rivers have been fished out. Like there's not as many. Um, so the, there's not really like laws or people that they don't really prevent you from catching. So all, all the fisheries are pretty depleted. I see. But yeah, I definitely love it. I mean, that's actually that question about America. I do miss fishing in America, like trout fishing. Yeah and go into those really cold water streams and hiking around for a couple hours and, you know, catching trout. Yeah, America but has here, this amazing uh, wilderness. I mean, uh, it's just yeah, fantastic. it does. It really does. And you don't really have that here in Bali. You have some pretty big rivers, but I've never seen big fish in those big rivers. I think the locals catch them. Mm-mm. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely would. No, no worries. I like that. That's something I do enjoy a lot is fishing outdoors, just camping and fishing. What about like um, ocean fishing? Do you, do you have a chance to do that? Yeah, that's pretty popular here. I mean, uh. you can go out surf casting. You can go out, you know, on a boat. And they catch some pretty big tuna and some pretty big mackerel. So I've done that a few times. It's pretty oh, nice. cool. Yeah, that was a big thing in Hawaii yeah. when we lived there. Uh, yeah. Not surprisingly. <laughs> Okay, we'll do one more. Let's see. Let me find a good okay, one here. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting thumbs up from the for the bintang, bintang beer. <laughs> Some people say they don't like it. Some people say they like it. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 there's not a lot of choice here. <laughs> so, it's your basic pilsner kind of beer so it, it's not really good unless it's really really cold oh <laughs> uh, yeah 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 yeah. i know you're not really a beer drinker so you probably don't really relate to it <laughs> no not so much no i mean i i know from traveling with you guys you know like yeah thailand was always chong what is it tiger yeah. in, in singapore tiger and carlsberg uh-huh. malaysia yeah yeah, yeah. And singapore and then here is bintang ah uh, right 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 Okay, let's see. 
you ever been into it? Well, I'll just throw this one out. Have you ever been to on a journey to the desert? Have you ever been in the desert? Well, maybe California. In America, yeah. In California, basically out near um, Joshua Tree, like mm-hmm. the national park out in Joshua Tree. That's if you ever if you guys want to look up U2 and the U2 album, all the, the actually the album's called Joshua Tree, I believe. Yeah. But um, I used to live near there and go out there, go up to the Mojave, the high desert, mm. and do camping. And in fact, the coldest I've ever been in my life was camping in the desert um, because I just wasn't prepared. I didn't know that it got so cold at night in the desert. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't have any equipment, and I froze. Like, it was just absolutely freezing. My water bottle froze solid, you know, and I didn't have a good sleeping bag or a good tent because I thought it's the desert. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It's going to be right, right, right. <laughs> and uh, I was totally ill-prepared and didn't know what I was doing and woke up just freezing with all my water bottles frozen, and I couldn't sleep the rest of the night. So, but the... The payoff was it's the most beautiful sky, like a zillion stars. Like it's just the most beautiful sky you can ever see. Right. Because the air is so dry, so just clear, 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 right? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. You can see the constellations so clearly and see the planets and the stars. You can see all the satellites going overhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's just really beautiful. Oh, I did. I was. I. I, I did. India. I did a couple of tri- uh, camel safaris actually yeah. in the desert. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. Well, Kenny, this has been great. Uh, wonderful. I think everyone enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Quite a lot. I know I did as well. Yeah, that was fun. I really enjoyed catching up with you and chatting and reminiscing the old memories. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, let's do it again. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Whenever you're ready, we'll do it again sometime. All right, man. Well, thanks have, a lot. Yep. Say have hi to uh, Weewick and Samara, and uh, I'll uh, chat with you again soon. All right. Take care. Okay. See you, Kenny. Bye-bye. Bye bye. All right, guys. Very nice. I hope you enjoyed that. Something a little different. Just a casual conversation. As I said, we had no plan. <laughs> Just. That's just me and Kenny talking. So that's two native speakers, two friends, uh, just, you know, chatting very normally. That's both of us, just our normal, our normal everyday casual English having a conversation. So hopefully you all uh, could understand things quite well and had no problems. Kenny's, as you can see, Kenny's a very interesting person. Uh, Always fun. And I'll I'll have him back again on the show. We can chat because... I just like catching up with Kenny too and it's kind of fun that you all can listen in when I (laughs) chat and catch up with Kenny and uh, it's fun actually your questions were quite interesting too that was fun alright guys I think that's it Um, oh good to see you Carol just wanted to say hi to you okay so that's all for now Um, hope you all have a great day or evening and I'll be back for another show tomorrow Lots of love to you. As always, join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. And also, you know, send me your comments, your suggestions, your ideas on Gab. Follow me on Gab at Gab.com, G-A-B.com, at A-J-H-O-G-E, H-A-H-O-G-E. All right, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. See you next time. Bye for now.